Hello, everyone, and welcome to Riding the Pine. Happy Pi Day. Well, yeah, technically, it's apparently a thing. Yeah, technically, when you listen to this, it'll be the day after Pi Day. So, oh, um, Pi wrapping up. But, um, <laughs> hey, happy belated Pi Day, everybody. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm Dom. I'm Tyler. And uh, this is uh, Riding the Pine. How, how are you doing, Ty? How, good, how's, how's How was your. How's your uh, how's your week going so far? I'm pretty solid. So far, so good. I'm excited for March Madness. Um, yeah, kind of just normal week. How about you? Uh, not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, had a, a pretty chill weekend. Um, you know, watched a lot of, of championship weekend mm-hmm. and just sort mm-hmm. of gearing up, filling out a bunch of brackets, trying to convince myself that I'm smarter this year than I was any other year, which is... Do you do multiple different... Do you have different answers in different brackets? I do. Yeah, I'm one of those guys. Are, are you a, a multi-bracket guy, or do you just go I have, with the one? I have multiple brackets, but I have one winner in everything. Okay. so Because I just... I don't know. I just can't seem to find the way to, like... I don't... It, it gets too confusing. I don't know who I'm rooting for on any given day. I try to make, like, all of my brackets the exact same. Yeah. But I also try to fill them out in, like, under 10 minutes. <laughs> So Which I don't no understand research. why I do there's that. There's no research like, that goes into your practice. No, well, I mean, there's research. Like I, like, I know what I'm looking for, and I know certain teams that I want, but, like, I don't know why I insist on doing it that way. My girlfriend was out of town this weekend, which means I had nothing but time to just sit there and just stare at this thing. But I, uh, instead of just, I'm glad she's back. I just drank all weekend instead. But <laughs> it's time to it's time to get back to normal life. And, uh, yeah, so I, I always do one. I do it in about, like, seven, ten minutes, and then that's that's it. God, that's wild. I don't know. And then I'll like go make changes if I hear something or read something or like, I don't know, like I usually change a little bit before Thursday starts, but not, not really. But not really. No. Yeah. I know we've got, we got some play in games that are going on, uh, today and tomorrow. Um, or by the time you guys listen to this yesterday and today, um, look, do you care that it's, <laughs> do you care that it's 68 teams? Like I just, no, I know. I don't really. I I don't. I don't. Literally, don't think I've ever watched a play-in game. I've maybe yeah. watched two in my entire you know thirty-two years of life, which I just don't really. I just don't care. I, it starts on Thursday. The whole part of it is waking up on Thursday at like whatever time in the morning and just start watching basketball for four straight days. The fact it's it's going to be just massive, and I love being able to be on the West Coast for it. Like yeah. this is this is my. Uh, I was gone for the very beginning of it last year. So this is like the very beginning of my like West Coast like start times. And it's mm-hmm. like I get to wake up on Thursday and have basketball tipping like off 9, at 915 in the morning. 915. Yeah, and amazing. the last game is going to tip off at 7 p.m. on Thursday. Yeah. Like, God almighty, it's going to be so yeah. wonderful to have 12 straight hours of college basketball. Like no last breaks. Last year in, uh, in, in the bar I used to work at, I had a dude, two dudes that were there for I think they were there for like nine and a half hours. It's like they so were, wonderful. They, had, they spent so much money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> their time was so huge. But uh, yeah, dude, that's the day to do it. Just sit in front of a TV, wherever you can find one, and just soak it up. Just soak it all in. So mm-hmm. uh, we're going to have plenty of bracket talk uh, to be able to go over with. Uh, we're we're going to break down basically Elite Eight and forward, um, unless there's any big surprises that are going on there. But before that, uh want to touch on some... Uh, some other sports news that's going on. Uh, first off, um, I I want to offer my condolences to you, Tyler, um, on <laughs> why, what, why. <laughs> what was uh, you know a a lockdown defense that 
may have gotten a bit weaker with the retirement announcement from DeMarcus Ware. Sure. Um, I, I feel like I feel a little special in this because I was the one that actually broke that news to you. Yeah. I did not know before, before I, I asked you. I was like, <laughs> you try to give me an article. I was like, yo, you want to like, yeah, you want to write an article <laughs> about this? And you're like, oh shit, I didn't even know this happened. So, yeah, you, so how yeah. are you feeling? What are you thinking? With- I feel fine. I really do, man. I don't like, I, he was good. I get it. He was actually like one of, and the 2015 playoffs are running. He was better than Von Miller. Like he was like, he hit Tom Brady more than Von Miller did. He made it just as many big plays. Von Miller obviously did a couple more big plays in the Super Bowl, but the lead up, it was a lot of DeMarcus Ware. But in the two years before that, or the two years including that, he's missed he's missed 11 or 12 games the last couple of years. Uh, hasn't been as consistent, uh, has some injury concerns. And we have a couple of young guys right behind him that I honestly think that Denver was leaning towards cutting him. Like, I think we would have released him. You think so? Because we spent a first round draft pick on Shane Ray, who played really well last season when given time. And then we have a Shaquille Barrett, an undrafted dude out of CSU, who just played him like he's played. He kind of got his start when he had a fill in for Vaughn when Vaughn got a suspension, but he played really well. And now he's, I don't know, he's a reliable guy and he's, you know, he costs us very like nothing compared to DeMarcus Ware. DeMarcus Ware was getting older and getting more injury prone. And as obviously, as he said on his interview, like he just kind of lost a little bit of the motivation or the fire, like the kind of the quality of life after football outweighed his desire to be on the field. And you can't blame him for that. So, as long as we keep, you know, our secondary, still two corners and a couple safeties that need to be dealt with. And as long as Shane Ray turns into who I think he can be, then I think we should be fine. You feeling good about Shane Ray, though? Eh, sure. I mean, like, his, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, the, uh, I guess his body of work is pretty limited. I haven't seen him play a ton, but I like he's quick off the edge. Mm-hmm. Seems to be just a tackler. I like that. And Shaquille Barrett, like I said, he can step in and play fine. So, so I mean, just trying to be optimistic, but I don't think we're going to miss him. As much as, I mean, his presence in the locker room, like his veteran presence, obviously is a big deal. But yeah. I don't think, as far as on the field, I don't think it's going to matter as much as, I don't know, you might think. Yeah. So moving from, from defense to offense, yeah. uh, you wrote an article uh, last week yeah, um, talking about Anthony Ramiro Romo, who, <laughs> who uh, is... is not officially released from the Cowboys. Well, let's let's talk about that first. I don't know. What's how happening. do you feel? How do you feel if you were Tony Romo? Okay. So, how would you feel about the Jerry Jones essentially telling you he was going to release you, mm-hmm. and then after hearing that Brass Aqua. Ross Osweiler. Yeah. <laughs> Brock Osweiler. Uh, I like that name even more. <laughs> Bross Osweiler gets yeah, shipped off to to Cleveland, um, essentially just getting traded to probably be released. Like Essentially, they, 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 pay, they paid to get a draft pick. I think they're going to um, turn him around and trade him again. Oh, I yeah, for sure. Too, but like, but it's just... because this happened... Jerry Jones now is going, oh, shit, I could probably get something for Tony Romo. And so instead of just releasing him and letting him just become a free agent, essentially, and sign with anybody, now Jerry Jones is going, oh, I'm going to be able to get something for Tony. How would you feel if you were Tony Romo in that situation? Like being told you were going to be released and then just like, nope. I don't know. We're going to hold on to you for a little bit longer. I know he knows how... Jerry Jones works. Stephen A. Smith had a big rant about how he thinks that like Romo's not going anywhere and how he was just all about her headlines. 
and Jerry Jones just wanted to be in the headlines. But I I wouldn't be surprised if he just didn't go anywhere. I wrote the article. I thought he was going to Denver. I really did. And it looked like he was. And then Brock Osweiler, yeah, gets shipped off. And so it looks like he's just dead money going to Houston. And then Cleveland comes up with this brilliant slash, I don't know, revolutionary draft picks trading scenario. And now he's just kind of like in a new place. Like, I don't think Brock's going to, I have no, actually I have no idea. I have no idea what Brock's going to do, but, but Tony basically has a couple landing spots. And after, I guess Jerry Jones tested the market and apparently we, there's no trade out there to be had anyways, he might end up having to cut Tony, but I don't think, (laughs) I have no idea. Honestly, if I had to put money on it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put money on it. You know what I mean? Like I think he could end up on like the jets and some kind of weird draft day trade, but I don't, I just, I don't know. I don't see it happening this way. Like I thought it was just kind of dead, even like even money just to go to either one of Houston or Denver. But apparently none of us know anything. Shocker. Right. Yeah. That's, that's the best, the, the, the best thing you said. I'd love him though. I mean, I wouldn't say love him. I would welcome him to Denver. Because here's the thing is that I, I, I saw a lot of the comments on like articles like yours or on your article where people were just saying like, like Broncos fans were saying like, fuck no. Like I do not want Tony Romo. He's yep. in, he's injury prone, sure. you know, like, like I think people forget that Tony Romo was like a pro bowl, like MVP quality quarterback before he went down. Like, Oh, absolutely. He, he, he has good 4,000 yard seasons. He almost passed for 5,000, like 5,000 yards in fucking 2014. Like every single one of his nine seasons, he's finished with a better quarterback rating than Trevor Simeon did last year. Like yeah. he's a better quarterback. Like I, I know he comes along with a negative stigma because we talked about this on one of our first podcasts. Mm-hmm. I like him from a fantasy perspective. I like him as a quarterback. The only thing he ever does is just make giant mistakes and terrible moments. But the other 95% of the time, he's really solid. It's just those moments of him dropping snaps or throwing late game interceptions or breaking his collarbone. Those obviously get magnified. <laughs> those giant moments of just having terrible. having glass bones. Right. Yeah, just meltdowns. And it's it's a shame because he's the Dallas like Cowboys quarterback. That's the biggest position in all of sports probably, isn't it? Yeah, I'm in all of sports. I'm waiting. Pitcher for the Yankees. Shortstop there's for the a Yankees. Five, there's a five-pitcher rotation. Shortstop for the Yankees. Shortstop for the Yankees is it within touching distance, maybe. But, like, the NFL, that's where your bread gets buttered. Like, there's no and, – yeah. in the NBA, there's no, like, single position that matters more than the quarterback does in football. It's no. It's the position. It's like when you're a kid, you you know you want to be quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. You don't want to be a shooting a shooting guard on Indian you know Indiana Pacers. Yeah, I guess that's, that's true. I don't. Know. It's true. That's I mean that's a really good point. Yeah, and, and you know there's a reason that that franchise is worth a billion dollars. Right. Exactly. It, you know, so you're gonna you're gonna put him put him up against there. Um, I, I heard some, some like grumblings and I know you just wrote an article today about why you think that the Jaguars are going to win the, the AFC South. <laughs> yeah, back um, to that again. Uh, but the, uh, <laughs> back on that bandwagon. I'm back of that wagon. Yeah. Choo choo. Um, yeah. No, but I think that, uh, I, I, I could see if there was like some sort of bizarre way of Tony Romo ending up in Jacksonville, how he would make them even more of a contender too. Cause I think right. that, I think that with Tom Coughlin there, like Blake Bortles is on his way out. I think you might have one more season. Um, I'm anxious to see on uh, draft days right around the corner. I'm really stoked for that. So I'm, I'm kind of, we'll see the Jacksonville Jaguars have the number four pick. So there's going to be a quarterback there. 
There's also going to be some big names out there that might just be amazing. Like Leonard Fournette's there at four. But you also you can go out there and get Jamal Adams, a safety from LSU. Like get that defense to be like that defense could be nasty. Yeah, if for sure. guys they keep using these early round picks on defense and they need to actually start showing up. Jalen Ramsey started, but yeah. Miles Jack's got to show up. Malik Jackson's got to show up. It's going to be Ramsey talking shit to Steve Smith. <laughs> I love honestly. I really like Jalen Ramsey. I think he's. I think he's going to be one of the league's better corners in the next few years. But I just, hope, I just hope he keeps shit clean. Like and and he just like like he seems like he could go the way of like like Pac Man Jones. Sure. Like like when you talk a lot of that, that, was just talk Bradley, that much junk, like yeah. you need to be able to like. Like, I have no, you know, like, if you want to be Darrell Revis, that's great. But be Darrell Revis and don't also, like, put dudes to sleep, like, yeah. in bar fights in the offseason. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> well, he's going to have some career, you know, choices to make. I just, exactly. I think, he, I think his talent's there. And I think Gus Bradley was a player's coach and had a hard time keeping these guys in, in check. So oh, I think oh, they're, yeah. bringing, I think they're changing things around. I think he might get a little bit older. I think he Tom can use Coughlin veteran in that too. secondary. I mean, Coughlin doesn't take doesn't take bullshit from anybody no so. no so i think he's going to be changing pretty quickly but i don't know i like the way the jags are lining up i just i i you're right i think bortles i think he has a season left um i think they could i mean they got a couple linemen try to keep him up right they traded for brandon albert yeah i just i think this is kind of that, that make or break year yeah but i feel you we'll see do you That's, think that there's any other uh any other big uh free agent moves that are going to be going down I saw I saw right before we started recording this that uh, Rex Burkhead is headed to New England. Wow! In a, in a very, in true Bill Belichick, let's get yeah. the uh, let's get the most like hard nosed white guy we possibly can mm. fashion. Yeah, well that's good. You know he's going to go for like fourteen hundred yards for you too. It's going to so. be insane. I think that Rex Burkhead going there though, kind of like any of that like McCaffrey to to New England stuff is kind of out the window at this point. Yeah. I don't know. Honestly, I don't think he's, I. I don't know if he slips the thirty-two. I don't want him at twenty for the Broncos, but I would be surprised if he slipped all the way down there. Especially after his combine, he broke oh some records, grill and stuff like that. He looks incredible. So, yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised where he ended up. But I just I don't I don't think he's there at thirty-two. No, it's it, it's it, it'll be interesting to see. But is there any is there any other free agent stuff? Any anybody you no. think like needs to make um, a move? The or needs Eddie Lacy signing. Um, yeah, Eddie, Eddie Lacy like, to. Seattle you know they're calling them feast mode already right oh my god I thought about that this this morning yeah. and I was gonna put right up a post saying that beast mode turned into feast mode but too late too late I think I think the joke was made the second he got signed he showed up at 264 pounds you hear that oh my god what is this dude which is I mean they might turn him into a lineman <laughs> like after after the season that the Seahawks had on that offensive line who knows exactly. maybe he can play tackle <laughs> I don't know it couldn't be any worse I can see Lacey being like a pulling guard. Oh Why my not? god, he's got wheels. Yeah, kind just turn him into the refrigerator. You know, he's already been in it. So that's two sixty four. Good so god, big. like he's got like fifteen more pounds before he's like legitimate offensive lineman. <laughs> so anyway, so I, that that I don't really, I don't really know what that is. Does that change really the Seahawks? Like, does that really? I don't know. I just I, I was like, talking to somebody today, and they were just like, "Yeah, now we finally have a running game." I'm like, "Do you see what Eddie Lacey did there? last year? Like nothing." Yeah. Eddie Lacy had like one of the lowest like yards after contact of anybody in the league. Which I don't understand. How are you that big and have no yards after he contact? Runs too, he doesn't get low. He get like he kind of runs a little. I don't know. Like 
he was a he was like a fantasy I just had this picture of myself. I'm like, I'm like 110 pounds soaking wet, and I was just telling like Eddie Lacy how to run. That was just funny. Get low, man. Kind of, lower your shoulders. Like, you get you lower, brother. Like I I have no fucking idea how to run, but um, <laughs> I just know like he just didn't impress me. And with like CJ Procise and Thomas Rolls, like I don't know who's I don't know where the share is there. I don't know what he's doing. So we'll see. Yeah. But as otherwise, like free agency is pretty. It was pretty weird this year. Not a whole lot of big names. I think. I think the Romo thing was the biggest name out there. I think the Brock Osweiler trade will be the biggest news tidbit of the offseason until Adrian Peterson signs with the Patriots or some bullshit. God, that would be so gross. I would but, st- I mean, uh, if if AP, you know, the fact that Eddie Lacy signed with the Seahawks means that the Seahawks are basically are out of that running, obviously. They're not going to pay Adrian You know what? Peterson. I heard a lot of people have him, not a lot of people, but a couple of people have him going to the Cowboys. What do you think about that? Do you think that there's any kind of reason why he would? Because I think that that actually might <laughs> happen. The only thing, like when I think of a player like that coming into a system where you have a breakout star running back, it's that I'm going to show you like how veterans do it. And I'm going to like sort of like mentor you so you can be a better back. But when I think of Adrian Peterson, I don't think of mentor men. <laughs> I don't think of mentor quality. Like, it's not like he's going to teach Ezekiel Elliott, like, hey, here's what you shouldn't do with your kids with a switch, you know? What did you hear about? Yeah, that's true. And then the whole thing with Zeke, it's like, you know, pulling down that girl's top at the same patch. So parade. stupid. Dumbass, like, man. You fucking idiot. You are, like, you are Ezekiel Elliott. People are going to film you There's doing anything so for the rest of cameras. your life. There's so many cameras. From now until you are 93 years old, Ezekiel, you're going to have a camera in your face or on your person somewhere for the rest of your life. You need to deal with that and not be a fucking idiot. I know he probably had a couple of drinks in his system and he's 21 years old and blah, blah, blah. No excuses. No. I just. So does he get suspended? Does Zeke miss time for this? No, uh, Zeke, I, I don't think he is. I think that I saw something that said like the NFL had no comment on the video. Of course they didn't have comment. They, they took us a, a year to comment on Ray Rice. Yeah, I don't I don't think I don't hear enough people like yelling it, that he should get suspended. Like what's he going to get? Is he going to get a game? Like what are you going to be able to like what is Roger Goodell going to do here? Is this so, like, against okay, the personal Okay, so she's not going to press policy? charges. She's not no. going to press charges, but like but what like does that mean? Yeah, what but does you know mean? who else wasn't pressing charges? It was Ray Rice's fiance. She wasn't pressing charges either. But like while I do think that this is, you know, not even borderline, this is like, you know, this is sexual harassment uh, against this woman. Like, if she's not going to do anything, uh, I don't know if the league is actually going to step in here and do anything. It might be tough for her, though, let's be honest. Like, coming forward and thing like that and actually pressing charges against Zeke, like, when you're, like, just known as, like, that woman for the rest of your life. Like, yeah. I, I know it's not, it's just, it's just, I don't know, I think that'd be hard. Yeah, I, I mean, it is going to be hard, but it's like, Come on, dude. Like, you went to Ohio State. I know that you partied for spring break. Like, you're an adult, and you're the starting cow- you're starting tailback for the Dallas Cowboys. Like, like, you're like an MVP candidate. Yeah, calm yourself down. Like, you don't see anybody else out doing that. You, don't you know see who's not out doing that? Dak boobies. Prescott. Dak Prescott's not doing that. So Exactly. Oh, all right. Enough about the NFL. Let's talk Jesus. about March Madness. Yeah. Let's get to what people actually care about. Yep. Um So... What I'm going to do is is Tyler and I each have our brackets. We fill it out. Um, I do not know his picks. He does not know mine. Uh, but we're going to walk through and uh, region by region, sort of break down what we see going going down. Um, neither him nor I are super professional at this, but we'll, 
we'll see what happens. Uh, There's a chance I'm picking teams that I can't name a player from that team, but yes. I'm certain that they're going to win something. Yes, it's very good. That's a <laughs> very good way to put it. That's a- so let's go ahead and start with the East. Um, number one seed Villanova um, also has number two seed, who many people think should have been a one seed Duke. Um Tyler, in the first weekend, so round of 64, round of 32, yeah. do you have any major upsets that, that are happening there? A little bit. Um, yeah. I have uh, the who, I, mean, I have SMU losing. They still have to figure out who they're losing to, yeah. but I just, I just don't think SMU is that good. I don't know. It's yeah, just like this is either Providence or UNC. And, yeah, so uh, if I think I think either one of those teams can give SMU a tough game. It, and, like, there's always an 11 versus 6 upset. Like, it's yeah. just – you kind of have to pick one or the other and the other 11 versus six. I like Maryland and I like Cincinnati. So I just, I figured this is my 11 versus six. There you go. Maryland so. and Cincinnati. Uh, what region is that one in? Maryland. Sorry. Well, no, no, Maryland and Cincinnati. Those are the six seeds from the West and the South. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. Explain what I was saying there. Oh, okay. Like, I, I have to know. pick, I had to pick one versus 11 versus six, you know, and yeah. then those games I think are more. Mm-hmm one-sided so i mean yeah. it's not really that big of an upset i still have the top four seeds making the sweet 16 say yeah same here um okay. the only the only upset that i actually have is i think marquette's going to be south carolina um I, have yeah. that too. I mean going going into going into the east like looking i think that this is really is a two-horse race between villanova and duke duke and is you- playing basketball better than anybody right now yeah um and I just don't see I don't see Baylor being able to catch up with Duke. Um, I've seen Florida play a couple of times, um, and I think that against UVA they might have a, a bit of a struggle um, because UVA just plays like this insane defense. Um, slow it down real good. So like they don't slow. Let you run. Yeah. Um, and like that's the one thing that like I I wanted to have UVA make it to the Sweet Sixteen, uh, but I, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be Duke and Villanova. Um, that's going to be in the east so you have the same thing i have duke and nova that's honestly the the virginia florida matchup is one i go back and forth on so i might actually switch that but right now i have florida yeah (laughs) but like but the more i talk about or i've seen virginia play a few times and there's a couple games they looked great and then a couple times they just looked like they were a first round bust yeah so we'll see but i do have nova and duke coming out of that uh that 16 so let's uh let's move directly across the back bracket to the midwest um yep. this is a uh a big 10 heavy i think there's three big 10 teams yeah. in this one um kansas as the number one seed louisville as the number two seed uh do you have all right so before we get to the elite eight because my elite eight uh the two numbers add up to eight <laughs> for the nice. seeds there um do you have any like any first round or, or even hell, even like second round upsets that you see going through. That? No, no, I got a, I got a, I don't know, Rhode Island over Creighton. Yep, I, I, I got, got that one too. I think that's again. that's that's a real sexy pick this year. Like everybody's, well, of course it is. you got Dan Hurley, um, whose dad was a coach, uh, whose brother was Bobby Hurley, who played with Christian Leitner. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, shout out to the thirty for thirty. Uh, I hate Christian Leitner. Um, oh, that was really good. That was really good. But you or I, I think that they are a really good squad. Um, I actually watched uh, quite a few of their games this year. Uh, they, of course you did. Of course I did. <laughs> um, 
but they yeah they they were a team that team could have been a six seed if they would have stayed healthy all year but they had some like really? Really early season injuries but then they completely came into their own they basically just like swept like they went wire to wire were just ahead of vcu in the uh in the championship game yeah and they basically needed a win to make sure that they they needed to win the tournament to make sure that they got in because of those early season mm-hmm. losses but they got in and i think that, that that'll be good i think that they'll actually probably put up a good fight against oregon yeah and, that's to be able i to know make it. i have a feeling my bracket looking at it's pretty boring as yeah. far as like there's not a whole lot and i know one of these teams and it's probably not the team i have but one yeah. of these teams is going to make a run at the sweet 16 and i'm not going to have sure. it so i also have i i have uh iowa state in the sweet 16 mm-hmm. um, me too me too. And I have Michigan in the Sweet 16, too. I me too. I think that they're going to end up... All right, so... We have the um, same record. So, going to the going to the Elite Eight, though, who do you have going to the Elite Eight? Uh, I got Kansas and Oregon. Okay. I have you Iowa have State and Oregon. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Iowa State's getting a lot of sexy picks out there. They really are. and Which is fine. They're a Big 12 team. They scored a, a ton of points. Um, they actually score more points than, than Kansas does. Um, and Iowa State beat Kansas at home, which was one of Bill Self's like, like the one of the le- first times I think he ever lost at Allen Fieldhouse. Um, yeah, he, so, doesn't lose, he doesn't lose at home very no, often. No, 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 he does not. Um, and I think that see, Michigan can beat Oregon too. Like, sure, the, Oregon's uh, big man uh, Boucher just went down with like an ACL tear, which is just Ooh. like, which is so shitty. Like, it's a story, like, this kid was, like, homeless. He was flipping burgers at this, like, restaurant, and um, they ended up needing, like, an extra man for, like, a rec basketball league, and he started playing there, and everybody was like, dude, you're really, really good at basketball. <laughs> really? <laughs> so, yeah, and so he started playing at a junior college, and the, or community college, then transferred to a junior college, and then caught the eye of one of Oregon's assistant coaches and ended up like getting a scholarship for this year to play for Oregon and was like, like all American caliber player, like all mm-hmm. big, all pac 12 team player. And then he ended up going down with like an ACL tear and like, he'll still play ball Jeez. at the next level. Like once he gets healthy, he's good enough that whether it's like getting into a D league team to be able to make an NBA roster, mm-hmm. whether it's playing mm-hmm. overseas, like the, the kid will definitely play. But I think that, Oregon and like Dylan Brooks is just a team that can put up some major points. And, you know, I, I, I think that this, this is the year Oregon definitely goes to the elite eight. So nice. Good. Um, all right, let's move down. Let's go to the South. Um, okay. is there, uh, this is another one that for me, the elite eight is just a bunch of chalk. Like it's one, mm-hmm. two, three, four mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. for the sweet 16. And then it's one and two for the elite eight for me. Do you see, you see anybody getting in the way a of little different or UNC? I'm a little different. Uh, I have Minnesota in the in the uh, Sweet 16 over Butler, okay. Which is that's five over four. It's not much of an upset. Um, but I have uh, UCLA in North Carolina in the final or okay. no, the final four, the Elite Eight. The Elite Eight. Okay. So one thing I think Minnesota loses in the first round to Middle Tennessee State University. Uh, really? Um, <laughs> yes, I do because for two reasons. One, um, I hate Richard Patino. Yeah. Um, sure. And two, uh, Middle Tennessee State University was the one that bounced Michigan State in the first round last year, two, <laughs> 15 over two. Um, okay. 
And so I Oh man, I forgot that happened. <laughs> I I will never forget that happened. Um and so I hate them very, very much. So but I've been following them and the fact that they're a twelve instead of a fifteen this year is because they got a lot better. Their coach yeah. is probably going to be out the door moving to uh, a you know a mid major or a major conference um after this. I well, can maybe see I'll change him, then. Maybe I can see wanna... him taking <laughs> I can see him taking like the Illinois job um since they got rid of of Grochi, but I think that they're going to beat Minnesota. Minnesota's been a great story this year. Like yeah. they literally flipped their record. Like last year okay. they were last year they were 23. Uh, last year they were 8 and 23. This year they were 23 and 8. Like this is crazy. They did a great thing, but yeah. I I have UNC Kentucky though. I I, I just don't trust Kentucky. I've watched them a couple times. They don't they don't impress me. And I just got this weird feeling that Lonzo Ball is going to take over the entire NCAA tournament. Yeah, well, talk to his dad because he his dad already his dad agrees. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just I don't know. I have UCLA going. So okay, so uh, let's move over to the West. Yes, this one is the 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 wackiest one for me. I think this one's a little. This is my wackiest one, and it's not very wacky. All right. So, so what do you got that's wacky? Uh, nothing as far as like the inner workings, no upsets. I just have like, there's no one seed, you know, coming out of this bracket for me. Like as far as the elite eight, yeah. Cause the, all the elite eights I've had has been like one, three, one, two, one, two, so, or one, three. Sorry. Okay. So this one, I have, have the Zags uh, going down. Have the Zags going down to Notre Dame. Same here. Yeah. Really? Shit. Yep. This is <laughs> all right. Uh, who else do you have besides Notre Dame in the elite eight? Um, so I have, um, I have Xavier beating Maryland. Um, okay. I have VCU beating St. Mary's. So that's like a little bit oh. of upsets in there. I um, well, I mean, not, not wow, but yeah. Okay. I Keep have, going. and I have Florida state facing off against Notre Dame in the elite eight. I know a lot I of people, like are, a lot yeah. of people think that Arizona is like poised to make a title run. They did win the pac 12, but this Florida state team is good. Um, I think that this is the year that the ACC is going to get like four teams in the elite eight. It's going to mm-hmm. be sort of like the big 10 from a couple of years ago. Um, and so Notre Dame is, is the other one that I think is going to, is going to fill that out. And, yeah. you know, I, I like Notre Dame's team. I think that they're really good. I think that they, they pushed Duke in the, in mm-hmm. the ACC championship game. Um, but yeah, I I have I have Notre Dame there. So nice. Do you have Zona then? I do. I have Zona and Notre Dame. Okay. All right. So it's let's stay terrible. right there then. So so well. Let me let me just see here. So your elite eight. You have Nova Duke, mm-hmm. Kansas Oregon, mm-hmm. UNC UCLA, and Notre Dame Arizona. Yeah. Okay. All right, so I have Nova Duke, Iowa State, Oregon, UNC, Kentucky, and then Notre Dame, Florida State. So, um, out of the East, we both have Nova. We both have Duke. Who do you have winning that game? I got Duke. You have Duke over Villanova. Yeah, it pains me to say it. Why, like, coming from a UNC fan, why do you think that Duke is going to... I don't know. They they turned a corner somewhere along that, that last month of the season. Like, that last loss that they had to us was, like, I don't know. It was a slap in the face. This Jason Tatum kid, he can graduate whenever the fuck he wants to. I'm ready, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm ready to not see him anymore. And Grayson Allen, like, if he could leave, that would be just fantastic for me. Um, I don't know. They, they seem to be getting healthy. 
and meshing at the same time. Um, kind of happens when you see a lot of these freshmen that are all playing significant amount of minutes. It's not necessarily Kentucky level, but there's some young dudes. Um, I just, yeah, I just see it happening. And Nova, like impressive as they are, I just, I feel like Duke's got this certain level of momentum right now that is kind of hard to, hard to vote against, so to speak. So I don't know. I got Duke. What about you? All right. I have Villanova. Um, I think that Villanova is, they, they had a close game against Seton Hall in the semis of the, the Big East tournament. Um, but then when they ended up going up against Creighton in the finals, like they absolutely just annihilated them. Like right. Nova has that, Nova has the ability to play inside out, um, and they can shoot the ball. But then if, if for some reason they go a little bit cold, they have the ability to get it down low and do, and do some stuff. Sure. Um, I think that they also play a little, they play more disciplined than Duke does. I've oh, seen sure. a couple of games this year where, where um, Grayson Allen uh, got into foul trouble, um, Luke Kennard got into foul, foul trouble, and if you can get them in foul trouble, at least one of them, uh, you can go at them defensively and they're not going to be able to do anything. Uh, and sure. if guards are able to actually drive in, I know that you have Jason Tatum and you know he can, he can be more of a force in the middle, but um, I think that foul trouble is going to end up getting Dukes. It's, it's going to end up biting mm-hmm. them somewhere, and that's where sure. I think it's going to be. So I have sure. Nova moving, moving along. Um, what about in the West? So, uh, we both have Notre Dame, you have Zona, I have Florida State. Who's going to the final four there for you? I got Zona. Zona. Yeah. All right. So I had Zona going out in the sweet 16. Why do you think that they're going to make it all the way to the final four? (laughs) It's just one of those, like, it's one of those teams that you know, they're talented enough and you know that they have the pedigree and you know, they have the coaching and just one of these years, it just has to fucking work. You know what I mean? I don't know. I like their big man. I like the way that, like, I just, I don't know. They seem deep. They can, like, kind of do the inside-outside thing that you are talking about earlier. But I don't know. I just, I just, uh, I don't know. Call it gut instinct. Gut instinct. I like What do you it. got? Um, I have, I have Notre Dame. Do you? M- moving all the way there. Now, like, Arizona is a team that rebounds the ball very well. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that Florida State just has a little bit more firepower than they do. Um, mm. Also, Florida State's big men are big. But I also think that Notre Dame, for some, like, in my head, um, Mike Bray, the coach for Notre Dame, is like a reincarnation of a not-dead-yet Tom Izzo. Like, for <laughs> some reason, he can get his dudes to play this amazing basketball. And, like, for a long time, I was just like, I thought Notre Dame was Pat Con- Pat Connaughton. Yeah the guy that plays for the Blazers now that okay. also, you know, I think played football for Notre Dame. Like the dude was wild, but <laughs> like, I think that Notre in my head, Notre Dame just has a little bit more fire firepower is going to be able to get past, past Florida state. Um, okay. so I, that's my, you know, it's a five seed going to the final four. I know like a lot that of happens times, a lot now. I mean, it does happen a lot, but oh, you know, most of the time, happens. most of the time they get like routed, in you know right. in the game before there, but I think that, um, yeah, I think that they have Notre Dame has a really good shot there. So, um, okay, we've got that handled. Right. Let's move across Midwest, Kansas versus Oregon. I have a feeling you have Kansas moving forward, or am I? I wrong? do. You do. I got Kansas. Yeah. You. Uh, I have Oregon. Okay. I don't like. 
Kansas just has not been able to show up in the big games. Like yeah. they've they've won a couple, right? But they're healthy though. Like Oregon's like missing. That's a hole there. Yeah, they're missing. They're missing one piece. But at the same time, like a big oh, piece. D- Dylan Brooks. This is a tournament. I think Dylan Brooks is just going to take over. He's going to be what he he fits as one of those kids that it just makes his name in March, right? Sure. Like he's Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. he's a um, he's a really really solid player. I mean, let, let me see here. He's yeah, he's averaging sixteen point three points a game, um, almost three rebounds, almost three assists. Uh, you know, it, against Arizona, he put up twenty five points. I think that this is that's a game against, and I have him playing Iowa State. Like I don't have him playing Kansas. Um, but I think that Iowa State versus Oregon is just going to be a points fest, and I think mm-hmm. that in that shootout, Oregon's going to end up winning. So that's why I have them going to the Final Four. Nice. Um, okay. All right, so your UNC-UCLA matchup. See, this is interesting. You are apparently in love with Lonzo Ball as much as his dad is, <laughs> but you're also... Uh, it's like close, but... So who do you have... Who do you have moving to the Final Four in the South? I got UCLA, man. Really? Yeah. Now, is this one of those, like, reverse psychology-type yep. picks yep. where you're like, I'm going to pick <laughs> UCLA exactly so I have that. The, so yeah. I can be right, but if I'm wrong, it's cool because my team's in the Final Four? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's literally exactly that. I, I honestly think that UNC might win the whole thing. I just don't want to be – I don't want to say that out loud. Because, like, I mean, a lot of people have them winning the whole thing, and I want that very desperately. Well, not really. Yeah, sure, I want that, especially after last season and being so close. I just – I don't know. I just – the UNC struggles with teams that can score, like, and in buckets. And, like, if you get into a shootout with UNC, normally you lose. But I got a feeling UCLA has some tricks up their sleeve. I really do. And I know this is me just dooming myself. They're going to lose the fucking Cincinnati you know, a week and a half before that. But <laughs> – it's, you know, if that happens, great. Then I can actually just cheer for North Carolina fully. And that's fine with me, too, because there's not really much money on the line with my brackets. So I really don't, you know what I mean? I don't really, I don't get as stressed out about this as I do, like, fantasy football. But, yeah. you know, that's just me. So yeah. I'll put, I'll put, like, $50 on, like, a second half parlay for an NBA game. But I don't put money on brackets, man. Like I'll put 20. I'll do the old $20 in a jar thing with my friends. <laughs> yeah, but it's just... I don't want to do the bullshit where I'm stressing out over a Rhode Island Iona game. Or, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. that's not happening. I'm not yeah. doing it. So. Um, I, I have your boys going. Um, I think that I think that they're a quality team. Um, I think that Roy knows how to get them prepared for tournament games like this. Um, just, there's a lot going on. We can beat you a couple different ways, which I like. Like we can run. Like if we need to slow it down, kind of like what you're talking about with Villanova. Like we, if we need yeah. to slow the game down and go inside. We are the big men that can do it. But intentionally, we like to run. Like our our dudes can run. The thing I always worry about a lot with of UNC teams. is 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 when you start missing shots. Like that's what happened at the end of the Duke semi in in the semis yeah, of the well, tournament. Like you guys yeah. stopped making shots and. All of a sudden, there's a you know 15 point swing, and Duke is up by six. Honestly, like, it was just it was Joel Berry getting hurt. I'm oh, not yeah. getting hurt. No, 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 not getting hurt. Getting in foul trouble. Sorry, excuse me. 
uh, he basically he goes off for like I don't know somewhere halfway around you know the second half and we he just was go on this... out for like ten minutes of the game right and I thought I thought we should have put him back in earlier but like that's why I don't get paid to be a coach but yeah that's <laughs> where the the momentum swung so desperately and that was it's too much we couldn't overcome it so yeah I uh, I like our chances I mean I think I really do think we'll have a, a good run as far as where that run ends. Shit, I don't know, but I have it technically on paper. I have it ending against UCLA. So, okay, so we've got our final four. Um, I have Nova, Notre Dame, UNC, and Oregon. You have Duke, Kansas, UCLA, and Arizona. Yep. So while we had a lot of the Elite Eight the same. We have none of our final four the same. Yeah, our final four is completely different. Ah, yay. Congratulations <laughs> for a good podcast. This is good. Yeah, kind of. Except okay. you know that we're going to be completely wrong, right? <laughs> of Take course. All of these. Of course. All right, so um, so Duke versus Zona. Who do you have Who do you have moving forward to the national championship? So I, I'm being very proud of myself for being like an ab, like an like objection, not objection along. So what am I trying to say? Um I don't know what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is I'm trying to be like smart about it instead of just vote with my heart. Uh-huh. But I think I ran out of that. So I can't have Duke going to the championship game. So I have Arizona. Okay. <laughs> like, I, I reached my limit of like trying to be like a decent man, but like it's not working. So I got Arizona just because I just feel like, yeah, just basically that's it. Just fuck Duke. <laughs> that's, that's why. That's why right there. That's good. I like what it. Got? Um, well, let me since we're since we're all different, I'll ask you the other side too. Uh, you have you have Kansas and UCLA. Who do you have? Who do you have facing Arizona in the championship game? Lonzo Ball and four other randos. God, you're riding that UCLA train all the way to fuck it. Are you Dickie V, man? I don't know, man. They're only a three seed, and Dickie V didn't pick them, did he? Dickie V was Dickie V was like livid. I I I forget which game I was watching. But he was just laying into Joe Lenardi. Like, Joe, how can you not have UCLA in there? How are you going to have Kentucky, a two, but not just, UCLA? Yeah, yeah. Also ball. I, uh, as much as I enjoy that Dickie V impression, I will say that. <laughs> He's a type of dandy. I watched very limited time of college basketball this season. I will just, like, obviously, everybody can tell that by now. But there's a few games I watched. There was just these moments where I was like, oh, shit, that team is good. And, you know, it's it was when I watched Arizona. I saw Kansas. Kansas is always good. That's fine. I watched UCLA, like, score buckets. And I just, I don't know. UCLA is uh, it has enough to get to the championship game, I would think. There you go. UCLA to the championship game. Against um, Arizona. Against Arizona. Um, it's like I bonanza. am a little different, yep. uh, as you'd imagine, yep. um, since all of my Final Four teams are different. Um, I think that Villanova... Um, uh, has the coach that is uh, that just is steady. Like, mm-hmm. if Mike Bray is like Tom Izzo, I think that he will also make the Elite Eight a lot. I think he'll make the Final Four a lot. But I don't... I think that it's going to take a very special effort to get over that hump. I will sure. admit that Tom Izzo is a Final Four king. Um, but, you know, he. I think he went 18 years and every single... If you started on the team as a freshman and you stayed until you were a senior, you went to the Final Four. That was a guarantee. Wow, that's, that's pretty impressive, actually. That's super impressive. And obviously, like, he won the first one. Um, 
the the first you know final four he went to they ended up winning the national championship mo p with mateen cleaves hell yeah uh you know just like gritty Same. the flintstones like that was they they were solid um <laughs> the the you know the flintstones because they're all from flint michigan um, oh i did not i didn't know yeah, that they i was all like tattoos. I it was some, charlie bell i thought some reference yeah. about how they played no, no, no. <laughs> the Flintstones, man, they were they were they were fantastic. But Got it. Um, I think that uh, Jay Wright Villanova is going to hold out, and they're going to end up in the national championship. And I think that Oregon's streak ends at the Final Four, and I think that we are going to have a uh, a rematch. Really? Of Villanova versus a rematch? UNC. I think it's going to be a rematch. Yeah, that's I, not a bad call. It's it's one of those games that uh, I think it'll get super hyped up. It's going to be there. We're going to see nothing but repeats of the the shot that happened, um, the shot before the shot that happened. The shot before the shot was like one of the greatest shots in North Carolina history, and we're never going to talk about it. it it's going to be shown on repeat when they're playing when they're facing each other again. So. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. You're um, right. I don't know. Okay. Which, so, speaking of, real quick, what is is Donald Trump not going to do a bracket? No, he said he's not going to. Really? Yeah. I try to avoid as much Trump news as like he like <laughs> came out and said that. Yeah, he said he's not going to do the bracket. He also said that he fuck him. What a dick. He Whatever. also said he. I mean, he's not doing the correspondence dinner either. Donald Trump hates fun. I think that Donald Trump hates losing too. Like, I think Donald Trump thinks a lot of things. I, 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 I think he probably wanted to do the bracket, but like he like sent a text to Putin and was like, hey, can you guys rig the March Madness too? And Putin was like, no, some things are sacred. Like we need to, like we'll rig presidential elections, just not March Madness. What are you? You know, Trump's, Trump's got to be a Duke fan, right? Like he just seems like he would be a Duke fan. No, see, Trump reminds me of every Syracuse fan. Like we're going to talk about really? yeah going to talk about how we're the best we're going to talk about how the the east coast and you know up in new york is just the best and you know if we lose it or if we're not even allowed to play (laughs) we're not invited like (laughs) we're going to get super pissed at everybody yeah he reminds me of like a syracuse fan but but no i i i don't know i don't really see him even like freaking liking basketball like that's the thing Seems just to be a pretty. I think he's a baseball person. dude. I think he's. I think he's a golf person. He's like, a golf he's, guy. He likes golfing. That's... He also likes football too. You know, he with the Perfect. small potatoes and the AFL and all that stuff. So. Great. Yeah. Good, Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> That's all Another thirty for thirty shout out. Yeah. The, we watched too many of those. The death of the AFL. All right. So, um, who do you have winning your national championship then? Arizona. So you are yeah. over here, like yeah, I know. I might change that. I might change that because I feel like, yeah, I might change that because <laughs> I just I don't know. I think Arizona plays good basketball. I think UCLA. I could see them going cold from the field or something crazy happening. But I have Arizona winning the whole thing. Think, so, so it's on record. You heard it here first. Tyler thinks Alonzo Ball is going to choke on the biggest stage. Yeah, probably. And then sign a billion-dollar shoe contract and be fine. That's so. not real life. That's not going to happen. I know. But I don't know. I actually, by the time that this thing hits air, I might actually have UCLA as my national champion. Because, like, talking about it makes me think, you're right. Like, how? why Why this game? Why, is, why does Alonzo Ball get to this point but not, you know, 
I don't know. So yeah, I guess no, Arizona. The answer is Arizona. That's it. All right. Arizona. So who do you got? Um, you got a do you got UNC doing it or you got Villanova go back to back? I, I have Villanova going back to back. Really? That's a yep. ter- that's terrible. <laughs> it's, it's, actually it's probably likely gonna happen. <laughs> they technically have a fifteen percent chance to win if you answer if you listen to five thirty eight dot com. Five thirty eight's got them at a at a fifteen, huh? And Arizona and UCLA are both at seven. So I don't know. If you're going by the books, you're twice as likely to win money than I am. So good for you. There you go. So, yeah, I think that that's uh, – let me see here. I'm, I'm looking for the championship odds um, according to uh, who's going to win the national championship. Oh, yeah. Um, I think UCLA, they were like – I think they were like eighteen to one or something like that when I looked. UCLA right now is is plus twelve hundred. Twelve to one? That's not great. Yeah. What about um, Arizona? Zona is plus seven fifty. Nova Ugh. is plus eight hundred. Duke is plus six hundred. North Carolina is plus six hundred. Kansas oh, wow. is plus eight. Okay, um, so I'm right in the middle of that. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm fine with my picks. I'm good. I think I'm I'm more more confident in my final four than I am my championship winner. But yeah. If you think that, that Tom Izzo has some magic in him, it's uh, plus plus ten thousand. So there's there's always it's 100 that. To one. Is that a hundred to one or a thousand to one? It's a thousand to one odds. Oh, dude, put five bucks on that. Yeah, five five bucks wins you five hundred. If that happens, oh, that's, so. then that's a hundred to one. That's not a thousand to one. Hundred to one. Yeah. Okay. I was like, that changes. Yeah. I was like, five at five thousand. At a thousand to one, I'm putting five bucks on it myself, <laughs> and I, I don't give two shits about Michigan State. So yeah. No, there, there you go. So Michigan State sitting in that same area along with uh, Oklahoma State. So oh. who has to play oh. Michigan in the first round? But yeah, well, it's gonna be a hell of a weekend. It's gonna be fun. It's you know nonstop basketball for for two Over days. Over under and then, fifteen and a half beers for, for the, the weekend. weekend. Yeah, fifteen and a half. Yeah, is this starting Thursday? No, because that's easy. Okay. Four days? That's like four beers a day. That's not, that's, no. That's. Okay. I mean, it's like you're watching the whole thing. Like, I won't be. How about first two days? Oh, so sure. Thursday, Friday, 15, 15 yeah. and a half. I'm going to go yeah. the, oh, I'm going to go the over for myself on that. <laughs> I can see that. Because that also, that also includes Friday night watching games yeah. and celebrating St. Patrick's Day. Because St. Patrick's Day is Thursday. Oh like, this God. is the perfect storm. You really I don't want to. I'm so glad I don't have to fucking bartend. <laughs> it's the perfect storm. This are, you do, first... are, you, are you doing anything? Like, are you? No, I'm, I'm working. I just I work at a, like a fancy Italian restaurant yeah. that give two shits about St. Patrick's Day or basketball. It's amazing. Man, I, I mean, I don't get to watch the games, man. but I also don't have to like serve you know dudes on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. So that's good. Anyways, I'm I'm yeah I'm fine with it. I'm stoked. Um. Yeah, so that's that's who, who we have. Uh, Tyler, by airtime, you might not know. Um, <laughs> by the time this actually goes live uh, in the morning, it might might change. Um, uh, I, I so. have, I got it. I've got the rematch. Um, a couple of quick promos for you guys. If you want to jump in on this, if you're catching it right away before the action hits on Thursday, um, we have a riding the pine. Um, a Ride in the Pine Bracket Challenge uh, set up on ESPN. Uh, you can go to, um, there's a post on the website, uh, so ridingthepine.co, or you can go to Twitter. Uh, we have the link there. Uh, you can sign up and see if you're going to beat any of us. Um, 
probably. I know that we have uh, our buddy Joey is signed up, so we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Shout out to Joey. Joey. Joey texted me. He's like, trust me, I wouldn't worry about – I love Joey, but I wouldn't worry about him winning. But it's <laughs> – well, right, I don't so, know. Who knows? What do I fucking know about yeah, any exactly. of this? So. Um, and then uh, just a couple of other uh, uh, quick updates. Make sure you are checking um, and subscribing uh, to the website. We've got a bunch of really awesome articles that are coming out uh, every single week um, from all of the different writers that we've got. Um, we've got uh, Kelly, uh, Kelly Rowe. She's put out uh, an article recently talking about how Kellyanne Conway was right uh, that uh, microwaves are evil. <laughs> um <laughs> We talked about who we thought the original um, or what we thought the best drinking holiday was. Right. Um, you know, and all of us disagreed on that, which was good. Spoiler, spoiler alert. Somebody picked MLK Day. Um, so there's that. Um, and then also make sure that you do subscribe because uh, we have new episodes of Run the Pod, our hip hop podcast that's mm-hmm. dropping. Um, and then. Starting this Friday, we have a brand new podcast coming to the network uh, called Debate the Slate. Um, Garrett Green and myself are going to be breaking down uh, some specific weekend action you can look at. For all those degenerate gamblers that want to talk about bad beats, uh, that want to talk about um, special lines and prop bets and stuff like that, Garrett is absolutely on fire right now with his picks. Um, I think for the last two days, the dude is like nine and two. Think so yeah, um, so all right for himself. Get we're, like literally giving out free money. We're gonna do that in <laughs> podcast form too. So make sure nice. uh, yeah. you check that out. So Start for that one. Yeah. All right. So that is all we got for you guys this week. Enjoy the tournament. Um, yeah. Have and fun. I'm excited to talk to you next week to see yeah, you too, how shitty our brackets are. Doing. <laughs> all right, guys. Have a good week. All right. See you guys.